I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the learning channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the holy wheel of shame which has 113 and counting shows that we will be studying hello Kate. hi <laughs> i added in holy because to us the wheel of shame giveth and taketh away mm-hmm. and i want it to get the respect it deserves kate it was a high it was a lot of high highs watching one of our shows uh-huh. and then it and then it went to the opposite end of the spectrum. It's Dropped like you down. it's just disappointed you. It's like any religion. You get excited and it lets you down. It lets you down and you think, okay, back to the drawing board. Right. Listeners, a couple of things before we start. Kate, Katie Kate, 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 and I probably say this each week, but I want everyone to understand we're on our 24th show. I mean, I think realistically, you and I thought an episode and a half we'll get through of this podcast. Who knows what will happen? And Kate, we are currently on our 24th episode. We are currently in five continents and 28 countries and counting. Incredible. So thank you absolutely everyone that is listening. It means so much. It's so fun to see Germany, Spain, Switzerland, Norway, lots of Oz. Hi, everyone um, from Australia. That's Mm -hmm. really cool to see that. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if they just hate listen because of all the bad Australian accents I've done. 
Yeah. They're, they're making fun of us, but that's okay. Yeah. A, list, a download's a download. You know, dude, I'll take anything. Listen, I wonder if we can get into prisons because I will take that as well. Maybe there's like prison radio or something like that. They can download potties. Hi, prisoners. Feel free. We could go to the prison that all the housewives are going to be in. Listen, (laughs) there's a lot. There is a lot going on in the housewives universe. If we even began, I know last last week or a couple of weeks ago, we touched on Real Housewives Girls Trip. We could go on, but Kate and I will save that for something else that's going to be coming up for you listeners. But um, in the meantime, I'd like you to know, once again, I'm going to complain because I'm English, so I have to talk about the weather, that mm-hmm. it's boiling. So Kate, I'm actually just in my bra and knickers. I, oh, I actually... thought it was a tank top. No, bra okay. and knickers. So what happened is this, boiling, right? As I said to you listeners, I cannot have the air conditioning on in the place that I record because it's too noisy. And I wouldn't do that to my listeners. I want the audio perfect. So hence I suffer. So I was wearing shorts and a jumper sweater and I came into the room, got the headphones on, fuck it, took off the, took off the jumper, took off the shorts, knickers and a bra. It's, it's nothing to be, try and be sexual because this is just everyone listening to it. There is no video, but um, I want everyone to know the extent the sacrifices I don't give a shit that I'm sat here with an ice pack in my bra and knickers for this potty because I, I do it all for you, listeners, all for you. It's a party. I mean, shirts are it's off. It's a party in my pants. Okay, Kate, uh, anything else you want to kind of go over before we dig in? I think I want to hear just a couple remarks from you about the most recent 90 day that's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well how long have you got um i need jibri or jabri or whatever the fuck his name is and his girlfriend Mio- miona i think i actually miona. got it right to stop with the matching clothes their children try and act like adults they have no money but they constantly have enough money to buy matching clothes perplexing in itself yeah um who is oh wait who- i saw online miona yeah. she has like a makeup she pushed out these alibaba makeup brushes sure and everyone sure, sure. called her out because they put a side by side and it's the same thing oh, no. kate maybe we should you know what we should do makeup socks bras you know anything we can stick our name on just get it off alibaba oh hell yeah and then i saw this on reddit jabri sent this like weird cease and desist to the to the to reddit to, to no who? no 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 to the reddit people and it <gasps> but it was like swearing and it it was like it was not official sure. and i just um, think it's so funny i'm trying to think kate you actually that is a sign that we've made it when we get a cease and desist from a tlc um someone that was on a tlc show dude we have made it big we're gonna time. be popping champagne when that happens we will <laughs> um i'm trying to think who else I'm, my mind's going blank because i'm so full of of the show we're, we're about to review i know current 90 day is it's jibri oh the <laughs> eve and that eve and muhammad you- muhammad well that's a different <laughs> well that's a different one he this woman 
I want to shake her to her core, as you do with all of these people. You end up, you start with empathy and then end up with anger. That's kind of the line that you go with all of these 90 day fiance people. So listeners, if you haven't watched it, she's got, it's, it's the same old story. An older woman has brought over this guy from Egypt who only has one facial expression. And he just basically says to her face, we need marriage so I can get green card now. Oh, well, I want a big wedding and I've always dreamt of a wedding. I don't, I don't care about what you feel. I want green card. Ah, and then she's crying and then they're back together again. It's ridiculous. What blows my mind is a lot of times they've been dating for a year or something mm-hmm. at least. And, but it, it, it seems like they have not talked about any of these big topics like religion, <laughs> children, well, where are we hey- going to live? I will remind you, half of them don't even speak the same language. Please keep that in mind. Muhammad's pretty good. I mean, he can... You're right, but I do believe the majority of these relationships start on Google Translate. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, that's true. you know, so there isn't much hope at the beginning. It's really, it's not like, you know, I had a friend, <laughs> I had a friend, uh, she wouldn't mind if I called her out, but I won't call her out. She had a a love affair with a man in Italy, right? That she made, Because she was working in Spain. From, my friend from English was working in Spain and she had a love affair with this guy in Italy. And she's like, Pauline, he's amazing. Like, I really, really love him. Does he speak any... No, he doesn't speak a word of English. I said, oh, I just said her name, Katie. <laughs> Doxed. Um, I said, dude, how do you talk about anything? She goes, well, and we argue. She kept saying, we argue a lot. I was like, how do you argue when you don't speak the same language? She said, well, what we do is like, he came over to, <laughs> he came over to England to visit her. And she said, oh, and we got into a massive argument. And I was like, he doesn't speak English and you don't speak Italian. She goes, well, what happened is we were both sat next. We both sat at the computer arguing via Google Translate. <laughs> I shit you not. And then there was this whole story about how she went back to Italy to go and um stay with him. <laughs> and she had to get her, his dad was like this European truck driver, and he was in England to pick her up and she had to drive all, <laughs> all the way there. To drive with all him? the way to Italy with oh. this guy's dad who didn't even speak. <laughs> Oh, good night. I'd be taking a sleeping pill and being like, oh, so tired. Good night. I just was so perplexed. I was like, but I don't understand. So you'd watch a movie together, which you wouldn't understand. And then afterwards, you couldn't even say, did you like the movie? There's just no communication at all. But she said it was it was great. So anyway, needless to say. Italian, I'm picturing a lot of like hand gestures. I don't know. She said, I spoke to her mum about it as well, because I honestly could not stop laughing when it happened. So I said to her mum, I was like, what was it like having him here? And she goes, oh, he was a lovely boy, but um, he didn't speak any English. And I was like, but what did you say to him? And she goes, well, when it was dinner, <laughs> when it was, <laughs> when it was dinner, <laughs> sorry, I can't, when it was dinner, she just like pointed the food <laughs> and he'd nod his head and just go, Yes. Thank you. He stayed with oh. her for like two weeks. Oh, wow. I, I honestly need to revisit that story. She's now, 
she's now with like this amazing guy she's been with forever, pregnant, about to have her first baby. But this story, I will never let go of with her because none of it made sense. None of it. So funny. Well, should we get into more stories like that? Please. Kate, when you're ready, take us in. All right, folks. So the first show that we'll be discussing today that the Wheel of Shame gave us last week is 90 Day Fiance. Whoop, whoop. Colon, happily ever after. And this is how Question TLC. Yeah. <laughs> Tender loving care, happily ever after. And this is how TLC describes it. Marrying someone you have known for no more than 90 days comes with more risks than traditional unions. This Mm. companion series to 90 Day Fiance sets out to see how the relationship has worked out for several couples from the original show. The show reveals what has gone on in the lives of the returning couples, whom TLC calls the most memorable from previous seasons, since they tied the knot. Among the issues the couples have faced are criticism from their loved ones and on social media, potentially having to move away from their hometowns and pregnancy struggles, period. Right. (laughs) Ladies and gents, I, as you know, Kate and I have discussed at length our love for 90 Day and everything of all the spinoffs. So far, we've only done Love in Paradise, which Kate and I both agree, if you have not watched the second season, go and watch the second season it is so good it is. it is so good um so we'd only touched on it. this was our first venture into the 90 day full-on realm that kate and i had already watched there were four or five seasons kate and i just picked season one season two to cover because you know it's a monster when we get in 90 day it's a monster um i had definitely watched every single episode of this before had you kate no ah got it I had seen some of it. Obviously, I had seen the big like Daniel and Muhammad stuff. <laughs> um, I think I had just kind of wa- grazed it before, you know, here grazed. and there. I hadn't seen every episode like this. And oh, chef's kiss. It was so I good. mean, guys, when we talk about this, I, I do want to do it service to just let I me. Mean, Kate just read the synopsis. 90 Day is the biggest show on TLC. It has been going for quite a few years. I don't know how long, but what happened is, is they released 90 Day Fiance, which as, as you know, it states, it was about Americans falling in love with someone abroad, some of them that they'd never even met, which was amazing. And then ones that they had, and then bringing them over to the States and they have 90 days to get married and the film crew follows them. And they're pretty much all of them, 98% of them were all disasters, so much drama, screaming, fights, cultural different family fights, lies about money, lies about kids, lies about just perfect reality TV. This and, is the cream yeah. of the crop. I mean, this I mean, is, this is right. the best. The best of the best. So what happened is they released this and TLC went, oh, ding, ding, ding. They knew. They knew. So before you could even turn around, there was about eight spinoffs. <laughs> there was so- And they're all great. They're Pretty all much. Great. Pretty much. Great- that is the best point, Kate. They are all great. <laughs> They're amazing. 
Even the ones that aren't that great are still way better than most of the shows on TLC. <laughs> most of the shows on television. I want to say on yeah. television in general. Um, yeah. So Kay and I are obsessed. This is one of the first spin-offs that they, as as it says, they take they take some of these memorable people. So we've got a lot to cover. Yeah. Um, we'll go into season one. The couples we're going to look at, Devar and Melanie, that's Jamaica and Pennsylvania. Russ and Paula. Columbia and Oklahoma, Dan, Danielle and Muhammad, <laughs> Tunisia, or how do you say it here? Tunisia. Tunisia. Yeah, we say Tunisia in England. Tunisia and Ohio, Alexi and Lauren, Israel and Florida. I believe Kyle and Noon, they were featured Thailand and New Orleans, mm-hmm. Brett and Dyer, Philippines and Washington State. Am I missing anyone? Uh, nope, I think you got them all. Okay. Kate? lead us with what you would like to lead us with i mean i mean the I first one i have is who opened the series go go okay season Just one go. starts and we are right in the action mm. danielle mm-hmm. and her mm. crusty friend are driving around her small ohio town mm. searching for muhammad muhammad we get a flashback on their horrific relationship <laughs> who could forget and they are trying. So uh, I'll stop there so that we can just regroup here. Danielle and Muhammad. Okay. Danielle is sort of a portly 44 year old woman from Ohio. She's got foggy glasses. Mm. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is, <laughs> you know, Kate is, she's, she's on the brink of emotional breakdown at all times. She's very fragile. What else would you say about Daniel? that's very, I think that's very succinct. I think that if you guys are familiar with 90 day or have listened to our previous shows, we, you know, we did actually hang on. What was the other 90 day we did? We did, we did another one. Day, yeah. I just realized because we talked about Danielle. Oh, it was, oh, oh, the single life. Single we have life. talked about Danielle. Yeah. Sorry. We single have life. listeners. We have done a 90 day. Go back and listen to an uh, episode. We do 90 day, the single life, but yet another spinoff. But anyway. Yeah. So as Kate says, we open with basically one of the legends of this show. I mean, yeah. you can go online and put Daniel and Muhammad and you would find memes. You would find get, you would find everything because they became so notorious because it was so such a stereotype where everyone think the green card process is. She, as Kate very, very kindly described her, is what how Kate Sad. described her. <laughs> she and sad, I'll say. It was hard watching her sometimes. It is hard because when we say about her being emotional, it's like she cries like a toddler. This is a 40. I think she's only like, that was something I got shocked. She's not even 44 in this case. She was something like 41, dude. I and I was, was like, in her 50s. I know. So she's, you know, very, very short, very, very tubby, thick Coke bottle glasses, a lazy eye. I mean, look, I'm not making any of this up, but it's that's what it is. And Mohammed from Tunisia was like in his 20s, good looking, young and fit. So everyone knew how this was going to turn out. They got married. He came over here, got super angry with her because um, she did lie to him a lot. She had no money. She was completely broke and in debt. So like electricity was getting turned off. So Mohammed was like, shit, I thought this green card was going to be pretty easy to get. And now I realize I can't even have electricity. And then Daniel just cried the whole time. And Mohammed is like, 
fuck, how do I get out of this? How yes. do I get out of this? But he married her because he needed the green card. So yep. they got, and he didn't even kiss her at the, at the altar, by the way. It's actually against my religion to kiss my wife. It was, guys, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, watch it all, but it is fantastic television. So as Kate said, I want to talk about Beth. Beth is Danielle's friend. And that's, as Kate said, in the opening scene we see. So you see Danielle, Beth's driving, always got a little sig on the go. Always mm-hmm. got a sig on the go. Yep. Chest voice, very much like a pack a day. Fine. Love, love it. <laughs> um, and then, and she, they're driving around. They live in Ohio. And it looks like, I've never been to Ohio, but it looks like there's just, it's always snowing. Whenever they filmed this, it was always in the winter because it's yeah. every season. It's always... Uh, that Danielle's been on. There's always just been snow everywhere. And Beth, like Danielle's going, I don't know, you know what? I think Mohammed lied to me. And Beth is this friend that keeps going, dude, used you for a green card. He's been lying to you the whole time. He doesn't love you. And they're going around trying to find it because Danielle claims that when they got married and he got the green card, which can, which back then was about a six month process, you get the green card in the mail, he peaced out. Like he literally just went, uh, we had a massive argument and I left in Ohio yep. where he apparently doesn't know anyone, but we'll get on to who he stayed with. Um, <laughs> Beth is a, a larger woman. She looks like she's very tall as well. Like Danielle's super short and Beth is just a whole lot of woman. And I've never seen skin so ruddy, Kate, in my entire life. I wondered if anyone in that town, I was like, did the, did the Piggly Wiggly run out of moisturizer? I I mean, everyone was so dry. Uh, And the burst capillaries in the skin were visible on television. You know what I thought, Beth? I thought, Beth, listen, I don't wear a lot of makeup, but you know what? Just put, put a little bit of foundation on. We'll clear up the red. Every scene this woman was in, her skin, and she's super, super pale like me, but her skin was just burning red from lack of moisture snow just ruddy like this woman's been working on a farm her whole life like real ruddy skin yeah and um calluses on her hands like she's a real like salt of the earth type oh yeah lady yeah always got the cigarette i can imagine her at like a local small town bar right and she's Mm -hmm. there with the bikers maybe just having a cig having a whiskey having a ruddy face. It's amazing. Yeah. So you see them running around because they're trying to find him and they're like, we think Mohammed works in this um, factory and they go to the, they go into this factory <laughs> and she's like, um, can Daniel, um, can I like, can I leave a message from Mohammed? And they're like, oh, nobody works here of, that's called that. And she's like, oh, wonder what's going on. I mean, Kate, that's how it started. How did it progress with Daniel Mohammed? I wrote down, she goes, I'm hoping this is just a phase, girl, girl. Phase. So then they show us where Muhammad is <laughs> with his friend, Tom, who he met, met while shopping, while shopping at, at Walmart. Walmart. I write that down too. This guy, Tom. Now let's, we're going to spend a little, little section here on Tom. Is that his name? Tom, John, Tom, what's his name? Tom. Tom. Okay. So we see them frantically chasing Muhammad around Ohio. Is he here? Is he there? Where's Muhammad? Then we see a shot of Muhammad walking into a house, shaking hands with this guy. Um, Now, 
this is a gentleman that's considerably older than Muhammad. Um, in his house, you see some religious, um, like things on the walls, and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, okay, maybe a just a kind Samaritan. Then he has to describe to the cameras how he met him, as Kate said. Met, I met him while shopping at Walmart. What happened is he saw him, thought he was hot, and then went up and started talking to him. Let's just lay it out right now. I mean, who in their right mind goes to Walmart and stops and talks to a stranger enough that they're willing to let them come live in their home? Um, a no one repressed, a repressed homosexual male that feels guilt about his sexual orientation that lives in Ohio called Tom. That's who does that, Kate. He, so he's in love with Muhammad. His house is very strange. It's it's a lot mm. of old antiques. Mm. There in the room that Muhammad's staying in, there is an old antique wooden baby uh, bed or something, and Ooh. I thought that was weird. Um, anyways, so he's staying in this. <laughs> This little ranch house with Tom and he's telling him why he's fed up with Danielle. He says, Mm. Mm. we're just very different. She lied to me about her finances and Tom is very well trained by the producers. I mean, Tom, you can tell Tom just got told by the PA or by the producers what to say. Very good. And so Tom is sitting there and he says, were you ever in love? (laughs) And he's like, yeah yes like he's, he's just thinking, shit. he lies he lies yes if immigration's yes. watching yes yeah 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 yes yes, 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 yes yeah, of yeah. course of course and then he goes well where were you ever physically attracted <laughs> <laughs> or do you prefer penis like this i mean it really was yeah. boring on that <laughs> yeah it was it was honest on the tip of his tongue and then he goes is there any situation that would lead you back to danielle mm-hmm. it was perfect it was perfect so good it was so good. So we see this very strange interaction between Muhammad and this man. And Muhammad, yeah. you know, is he's taken whatever he can get. He had to get away from Danielle. He got his green card and he had to peace out. So this guy in Walmart, why not? So we follow the story of just then there's a lot of crying, a lot of crying of Danielle. And mm-hmm. it's all like, I want to, I've kind of got her mannerisms down. Everyone that's yeah. listening, imagine you your chin and your bottom lip you decide to pull it up and put it over your top lip that's her permanent expression kind of like a muppet right it's just like this all the time and it's always pursed really really hard so she just looks she looks and she doesn't really finish the end of her sentences so it's like i'm gonna go get the uh, the nomad the nomad she's a hard watch so she's crying a lot beth is there beth's ruddy and she's there she's telling her you need to get rid of them you need to get an annulment because if she gets an annulment danielle's hoping that she can get him kicked out the country as opposed to a divorce so she's going back and forth and then these kids are introduced that are just like mum, stop doing this to us and stop doing this to yourself of course he's only after what like after the green card that's all he wanted and she sat there going um um well i don't know if muhammad wants to come back it's hey these children you know the thing that gets me is when you see parents 
completely and solely rely on the emotional support of their children. And these are teenagers. And this woman as 40 something is sat there getting her electricity cut off, getting all of this stuff cut off because she, she doesn't have any money, which is a terrible situation. But instead of being any type of proactive way, she sits and cries to her children about it and about this Tunisian lover that she spent thousands of dollars on. Enough, Danielle. Enough. Her kids are over it. They're teenagers. Yeah. And you can tell they are just like at their wits end with this. They're they're just saying, mom, stop talking to him. But she won't because I, and <laughs> this is going to be mean, a theme for a yeah. while. She is addicted to the drama. She mm-hmm. wants to be in contact with him. Even if yep. he's yelling at her, she still yep. feels validation because he's talking to her. He's giving her attention yep. and she cannot stop reaching mm-hmm. out to him and being involved with him. And listen, quite rightly, this woman in her head thinks that she loved it. I mean, she has no concept of really what love is. She, she Even the photos, I mean, they the producers are so good. They flash back to like photos of when she went to Tunisia to visit him. Honestly, there's a photo of her. It's, I know we shouldn't laugh. And we're not making fun of these people. We're making fun of the circumstances. And the producers, we are praising producers. That's what we're doing. She's sat on these steps in Tunisia with her arm just like, wrapped around his arm or intertwined with his arm and he is pulling away from her so hard and he's this good looking young guy and she's there with like tennis shoes and thick socks on and it's so bad Kate it's so bad it's beautiful so you know he's gone but of course they still need to be on the show and then we see Muhammad's frustrated after speaking to Tom and thinking about how he can get out and he's like well I'm I'm so glad I so glad I have my other friend, Louisa, Louisa. in Miami. <laughs> so then it goes to Muhammad, who all the time is protesting. It was a genuine marriage. I did love her. She lied to me and let me down. Well, Danielle's crying in a corner. He's in a cafe in, o- in Ohio, FaceTiming this woman that looks like, you know, a very 90s blonde bombshell look. Like she's trying yeah. to look like Pamela Anderson, right? In 2018, whenever this was. And she's like, oh, flirting. He's all flirting. He's like, well, she's just said I can go. And she's moving to Miami and just says, do you want to come? And he's like, so, I, you know, I, I decided to go with her. Why not? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just going to piss off to Miami. Just with a complete stranger. She lives in like North Carolina. And then she's like, we'll meet there. And then we'll just go to Miami and we can split all the bills and live together. And he's like, yeah, good idea. Good idea. Her. I mean, an interview with her would be gold. What the actual fuck, dude? Um, So then you see him. He's going. He's like, I've decided I'm going to go to Miami. And the producer's like, you know, is this is this a girlfriend? And he's like, smirk. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not looking. You know, if I was, I mean, she would be a great type. Oh, and Danielle's kids also say, by the way, he's back on a dating app already. That was another thing. Yep. These are girls off Tinder. These are girls that are DMing him because he's the, they're known figures now they were on 90 day. So yeah, these are women that are DMing Muhammad and he's just responding and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll live with you. Like that's why he keeps coming on these shows. It is. It is. So he then decides to, he's packing everything up Yeah, and poor Tom 
if you could have, I could have felt Tom's pain. I felt yeah. Tom's pain through the TV. He's packing up. He's like, I'll take you to the train station. Yeah. And it's just that moment Tom realizes it's never going to happen. I lost him. He lost him. He lost Muhammad. He's so he's heartbroken. And uh, Muhammad's like, on to the next, on to somebody else they can get something out of. <clears throat> While Danielle's still crying with Beth. And then how does she find out about Miami? Is it social media? Yeah, he put so he gets down there, he posts on social media, she finds it, then she starts talking to some guy named Gabriel oh, dying. on Facebook, dying. I imagine. And he's yeah. another young guy. A young, good looking guy. A young, good looking guy. They go roller skating. And she tells us, I like that people are looking at us and wondering how I got this hot young guy. I and I'm like, Danielle, people are looking at you too, thinking how nice it is that that young man is helping his uncoordinated aunt inch her way across the floor. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a, that's very accurate. She is. She is no common sense. She has no street smarts. She has no filter. They're on this date, she, and she's blabbing about Muhammad to this guy the whole time. Because what you're watching with Danielle that I realize the hysterical crying and <laughs> like it is like a child. She everything emotionally about her and intellectually is like a child. So you're having conversations with her and she doesn't she just won't grasp. There's something she's in denial. She's in denial with Muhammad for a while. But other things, it's like she speaks like a little girl and you're like, what? I agree with you, but she does it's like she's in denial 90 percent of the time mm-hmm. but she does have these moments of clarity where she'll say mm-hmm. she, she'll come out of it she'll come out of the fog and say no you know what he used me and i'm worth more than this and sh- she has those moments but then she just refer she just reverts back to that most of the time it's it's tough it's so- tough <clears throat> okay. So this guy Gabe, yeah, is really young, good looking. They go on a date. I mean, it was all—I don't know how it was all set up, but she's—he's like, "Do you remember how I reach out to you Facebook message?" She's like, "Yeah," and then she's like, "Oh, I don't have time to date at the moment." He's like six foot five, twenty-six, good-looking guy. I don't know what that was. It was <laughs> a producer's weird. just brought him on. He, he was more into her than the guys on the single life, I will say. <laughs> That's true. But he, yeah, he probably had some album he was releasing. But yeah, true. So then down in Miami, Muhammad yeah. and Louisa are starting to drive each other nuts. They are, <laughs> ri- they are on each other's last nerve. So Muhammad's telling us at this point, I'm wondering if I'm making women crazy or if I just end up with crazy women in his life. That's his whole thing. These women mm-hmm. are crazy. These women are mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And so they, um, they're just, they're just getting into these little spats in the car and things like that. And he's not getting her sense of humor and it's just, yeah. So they, they go to this hookah bar and she's at the point where she's just like, fuck it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking live with this guy. Yeah. So she's just like, yeah, I don't know. I might go to the West coast or something. Maybe I'll go to California. And he's so upset. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we, what? I just came down here. We have these plans and you're just going to casually say that you're going to California maybe. And she tells us, I've seen him mad and it's scary. Now, Louisa, I don't, I don't doubt that. I'll tell you what she does do is this, this, she, 
she really wanted the airtime a lot this woman and i don't know yeah. who lives in north carolina picks up a life goes to miami and then picks up a life and goes to california i don't know who has money time or a job to do something like that none of that made sense but no. they didn't get on because surprise surprise moving with moving to a completely different state and living with someone you don't even know may not work out um so they as you say they're arguing she decides before she leaves to bring her friend and sit down with them at this coffee shop and the friend and her are both like they argue with him and said you know you're a liar and kind of you're just using people whatever and then goes to the camera afterwards and goes there's a lot of things you know there's a lot of things that you know i'm not gonna say but um he shouldn't be doing and he'd be in trouble you know i hate all that bullshit you're in a tlc show you need to spill everything i think she just really wanted to drag out some type of drama for herself and it was like, look, you're an idiot, dude. You you moved in with some dude from a TLC show. What do you expect that you met on social media? If I was her, yeah, you're so right. If I was her, that was her last moment of ever being exactly. on TV again. Exactly. She should have been like, he said this. He did exactly. this to Danielle. He like she should have. Ju- that would have been iconic. If she just exactly. just lit, just dragged him to hell. That would have been so good. I honestly think what happened is he he gaslights a lot of people. Like yeah. even though this is his um, not his native tongue, he's you know his English is very very good, and he he's already learned um, the skill of gaslighting and manipulation in a second language. So you know, bravo. Um, but that so he, you can I think what he was doing is he was when people gaslight you a lot, it's very hard to say you did A, B, and C. Because they can just say, well, what do you mean? You're making this up. Exactly, you know, the definition of gaslighting. So I think that she couldn't really say anything particularly. So she was just like, there's stuff you don't know. There's stuff you don't know. And then she was gone. And then Muhammad is alone in Miami. Yep. Then what happens? Back in Ohio. Meanwhile, in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Danielle files an annulment. Which I was walking around my apartment practicing my Danielle accent. I would like you to lean into it because it's very good. Danielle files an annulment, which prompts Muhammad to come back from Miami. Kate, you sound like you're deaf. I'm sorry, but you really... (laughs) That's how she sounds. Okay, anyways. So <laughs> no, she... bravo. Bravo, I'm just saying. Now I'm realizing that Danielle speaks like someone that may have a hearing impairment. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Not, that's not, not that that's funny. <laughs> well, the impression of her is. So the impression is, though, I will continue doing it. Yes. So she is hopeful she's still hopeful at this point guys Mm -hmm. that they will work on their marital issues (laughs) so she is filing this annulment in order to prompt muhammad to come back up to ohio so she can talk to him and convince him somehow to be her knight in shining armor so they can ride off into the sunset that is her fantasy i just I, i mean you know they say when someone shows you who they are, believe them. He's mm-hmm. basically saying to her, I don't like you. You're ugly. I never loved you. And I used you for a green card. And she's going, well, you know, maybe maybe it will work out. What? But this tactic does work. He's obviously scared shitless. He's like, oh, 
fuck my green card. So then he's like, oh, da, 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 I'll come back to Snow Laden, Ohio. So he goes back to Ohio, meets with her. And this was a scene that got me angry and depressed all at the same time. She's like, well, eh. no, I'm sorry. I'm not doing an impression because okay. I can't. And also it will be deeply offensive. Okay. Um. So she's in this living room talking to her daughters being like, well, I got to tell you something. I'm going to go meet Muhammad um, because, you know, he's back here. And, you know, um, like maybe we'll work on it or, or something. Can you do my hair? So this teenage daughter who God knows what this teenage daughter has seen in her life of her <sighs> mother. Oh, and God. she is doing straightening her hair it's so, dark she's doing the hair and she's like i'm good and then she's wearing her best jc penny thing i don't know what it was and she goes to this cafe and guess what happens kate no 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 she goes over to tom's house she does yeah oh is he back with tom <laughs> he goes back to tom's and she goes over to tom's house and tom's like yes he's that. back thanks danielle <gasps> oh thank god so she, he's like yeah, you can come. Wait, 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 wait. Did you see the doll collection on her dresser? Thank her you. Room? Thank you. Covered, by the way, covered in dust. What's worse than ha- walking into a room that has those those dolls, those porcelain dolls with like dressed in Victorian wear that you buy on the back of magazine covers when they are heaped on each other and covered in dust? That's Danielle's bedroom. You can smell her house awful so anyways she she calls muhammad and he's like okay yeah come over to tom's my friend (laughs) my good good, close friend my close very good associate non-sexual very close friend (laughs) tom's in the background like god shit damn it where's that rehypno Then she's at Tom's and obviously they end up yelling at each other. <laughs> you used me. No, I didn't. You're cheating too. Muhammad, mm. Muhammad is the Michael Jordan of gaslighting. Like he mm. is so good at it. He yeah. deflects, he deflects, yes. he deflects. He will never own up to anything. Ooh. He will make you feel crazy. He will make you feel awful. And Tom gets involved okay and he starts pressuring her to pull the annulment and file for divorce instead she feels ganged up on here we go with the tears here come the waterworks and it's like he goes Muhammad's like can we go to the court tomorrow and just be done with this like he's constantly like please like let me go let me go She's in tears and she goes, no. And then she runs, she just leaves. She leaves. He goes after her not to actually help her. Cause she's in hysterics guys. Yeah. Like she shouldn't be crying. She shouldn't be yeah. driving. And he goes after her eventually. And he's, is he going to offer her a ride home? No, <laughs> no. He just uh, says, Don't get an accident. Calm down. I'll call your phone tomorrow. And you know what? Danielle held on to that sentiment for years to come. He does love me. See, That's the thing. He can't say one slightly Mm. nice thing because she clings to it and it sustains her and she will build a whole world of delusions around that statement. So I mean, I do remember, I forgot it was at Tom's. I do remember going in the car, the crying. Look, it's not Kate and I, well, me being callous it's that she 
it's not somebody simply crying out of pain and you look at them, you have empathy. It's that she, her, she's so emotionally um, unevolved that she can does not respond with normal reactions and you know what you're an adult you need to get your shit together and be able to control your emotions because when you are crying like a child in front of your children it's disturbing for your children it's a horrible thing for your children to see and it's embarrassing get your shit together but that's all she does it's just constant sobbing constant all the time she goes to pick him up the next day to go to the courthouse so she has to drive him there he continues to be extremely insensitive to to the whole situation Mm. he says if you want to be close to me keep the crazy drama out of my life he always (laughs) he's one of these people he constantly and i looked on his instagram he still does this on all his captions Mm -hmm. he constantly talks about hating drama but he doesn't hate drama. He's always in drama. He likes attention, but what he's really saying when he says that is he hates not getting his way at every second of the day. So anytime he doesn't get his way, it's drama. Yeah, it's true. It's he's, and you'll see later on, look, there are contracts involved with all of this. These I've discovered, I read research that these that they do not get paid until it's aired plus they need to contractually come to these tellers mm-hmm. so he i i do think he wants to fade out not because of the lack of he doesn't want fame or anything but it's because he doesn't want the want immigration on his ass so he's like right. get me out of the spotlight because the more he's in it kate the more stuff is getting exposed constantly about they're asking questions, catching him, uh, catching him in lies and marrying her and all this. He's like, no, 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 just let me go. Let me go. Shh, 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 let me go. I want to go. Mm-hmm. So he ends up back in Miami. Right. The next day. Yeah. He fucks off to Florida the next day after she pulls the <laughs> annulment. He hugs her before he's leaving and she's mm. sobbing. I I'm do so- love you. Uh-huh, I man. do love you. And he just says simply, okay, I have to go. <laughs> So he leaves to Florida and, um, you know, it's been a few days and Danielle tells us that she's texted him 30 times and called him 10 times. And you know, it's at least double that. There we go. And then he makes the mistake of updating the address on their joint bank account, which I'm sure he's making a lot of use of, uh, well, you know what? I'll beg to differ. Mohammed was working as soon as he got that green card. He was driving Lyft or driving Uber. Or no, maybe that's later. But he was working. He wants his own money. So she had, she didn't have a penny to her name, dude. I didn't All think the- he was working at this point, though, because he doesn't Even getting it, it confused with season two. I'm yeah. getting it maybe confused with season two. But he works as soon as he can. And right. that joint that's bank true. account... Um, he had all the bills in his name and he was paying for them because he turned them off. And Daniel's like, why is he turning our electricity off? He's not going to pay for it. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a lot better in that regard than some of the folks on the show. Um, so she, anyway, so, so the address, so, okay. So he switches the, he switches the address on this account to his, address he's living at in Florida and Danielle sees this and she, this is her chance. Okay. So she's decided that she's going to just show up at his house because he's Mm. not answering her calls or her texts. Beautiful. So this episode ends with her. 
Sorry. This was one of the moments of 90 day yes. where I was like, this deserves an Emmy. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. She's telling us, well, Muhammad changed the address on the bank account and I'm going to go down and see him. And so she is pulling her suitcase out to her car. The wind in the, this is all being filmed from her front door. The wind is going at a very hard, like it is just hitting her umbrella, Mm. flipping her umbrella inside out. And she's just shoving her thing in there on her way down to try to win back Muhammad. And that's the end of the episode. The song playing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the song. What was that? You love me. You just don't know it yet. I mean, the producers just rile her. Of course, the producers paid for the hotel and they paid for a whole trip to Miami because they're like, do it, do it. do These producers... She didn't have a, a pot to piss in. She couldn't afford to go to Miami, but they're like, oh, you know, it would be a really good idea, uh, Danielle. Um, you know, why don't you, uh, maybe you could go confront him. Oh, yeah. They, if she, and she was nearly arrested when she gets to his house. So if she had been arrested, <laughs> TLC would be like, great I'm footage. Sure, oh, they're probably the ones that gave her the idea. Well, did he put his address on anything? Like, oh, yeah. You could oh, just yeah. Go, you they're the just ones who call the cops. They're yeah. the ones that. <laughs> We got to get to this part. This is the fucking pinnacle of 90 Day. So she gets to Miami. She's called him. She's texted him several times. She's at the hotel. She's so delusional. She thinks this is a rom-com where you rush to the airport and follow someone wherever they go to win them back. And and they're going to be in love forever. She's telling She's like unpacking. She's like, I brought my swimsuit in case I swim at the beach with Muhammad. And (laughs) you're at this point. It's like, oh, my God. And you're just like, get a grip. Yeah. So, um, Muhammad finds out that she's there and he is pretty shaken. Obviously Mm. he did not expect this. Mm. And, um, this is when he starts to really lay on the physical stuff and how afraid he is of her. Mm. He tells us that she can be physically abusive and he's Mm -hmm. afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, he has some other girl that he's known for five seconds following him Mm -hmm. around. Sure. He goes to the police station to report that she's harassing him so that there's a, he tells us, well, there needs to be a paper trail because when I tell immigration about this, I want to have, he knows, he knows, knows. yes, yes. He, he has this all planned out. Um, he's not actually scared. I don't think, um, he just, I mean, he, I think he's annoyed. He's like, Oh, get away, get away. But I don't think he's afraid of her. Yeah. Yeah. So she is unhinged. She Let's is. just say that she is she completely is. unhinged. She is completely unhinged. And she's she is a TLC film crew following yeah. her. So you know what? That combination doesn't work out well for too many people. She is harassing him to be clear. And it, it is very <laughs> inappropriate, but he's making it sound like she's going to like beat him up or something. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it's very much not okay. What, what Danielle's doing. <laughs> so um it's like the next day or something um after he has gone and reported her for harassment and so then she calls him he finally answers and she tells him that if if he won't meet with her she's just going to show up at his doorstep because she knows Mm -hmm. where he lives so he 
he agrees to talk with her if she comes to his house, but he's like, this will be the last time that we talk. Yeah. Famous last words. Mm -hmm. And then, um, he says, if she contacts him after this, he's going to file a restraining order. So she gets off the phone and obviously start, starts sobbing on the bed. She's, I feel like he lied to me in Ohio about still talking to me to get me to pull the annulment. Yeah. No shit. It's so pitiful. It's just like, that's the word pitiful. You, 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 you just stop having empathy. If someone burns themselves in a fire, right? You go, Oh, that's awful. If they keep putting their hand back in the fire, then you're like, you're a moron. And she has put her entire body in this fire, rolled around in it and asked for more. I mean, this guy, I don't know. Look, he's a lot more intelligent than she is. And I think there's a disparity with that. And I think that she just doesn't have the emotional intelligence or the intellect to, to really know how to get herself out of this. And I think this is when we talk about TLC and this podcast of like, are people being exploited? Danielle was completely exploited by yes. the TLC crew. 100%. They knew that this was a desperate woman. And that's, that's how she, she's just desperate in all ways in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they knew they hit gold and you, they were, yep. com- and they were completely right because they've become the most notorious and well-known couple. But this woman was not protected by no. any means. She no. could have been arrested when she goes to his house easily. She almost is. So yeah. She shows up to his house. It seems like it's about 10 p.m. or something. Mm. It's dark out. She's on the sidewalk. She has her binder of evidence on why he's a shithead, basically. She's prepared this binder of... I don't even know what's in this binder. I'd love to see it. (laughs) So they're out on the sidewalk. He comes up and he's already like railroading her. He's like, you cannot come here. I have things to do. You're wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And she pulls don't she pulls up a letter and she starts reading from it our marriage you have not been an active partner spouse to me since we got married i am a family-oriented person i believe in marriage and take our vows seriously i married you because i loved you and because i uh and then he starts walking off here you can take this she's She says, here, you can take this too. So you know how serious this is because he's walking away. She throws the packet of evidence Mm, mm, at mm. him and he goes, wow, that shows who you are. (laughs) And then she says, you walked away from me. I'm here trying to talk to you. And he responds with, you know, it's just because I'm better than you. I don't do this stuff, throw stuff at you. And then she says the iconic line. You are a user, Muhammad. You used me. You told me what I wanted to hear in Norwalk to get me to pull that fucking annulment. Woo! Bravo. Bravo. I closed my eyes and I thought I was with Danielle. That was that good of an impersonation, Kate. I'm going to guarantee I will get your fucking ass deported because you're a fucking user. Oh, outstanding. It's so good. It's, it's like so bad for her, but so good for us. I know. And you do, you're happy that she actually screams at him and you think, well, yes. you've got it. You've got yes. it. Like yes. you get it. But then he calls the, fu- well, sorry, Jeff, the PA was told to call the police. So 
the police turn up and i think she'd already got in the taxi and left right when the police come no 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 she's still there Oh, she was still there. I'm trying to remember all this because listeners, I didn't watch some of this again because I'd already watched this like a couple of years ago. But um, so the police were still there. Yeah. So and he she walks was still off. He's telling the producers, I'm going to call the police on her. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, We'll yeah. do it. No, we'll do it. Don't they're, worry. They're, they're, they're like, really Jeff already them. called him. Jeff already called him. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a block away. <laughs> she's still shouting at him at this point. You backstabbed oh. me this whole time. So the police show up and um, she tells the camera. So she's facing the camera, talking to the camera behind her. You see the cop car with the <laughs> lights in the background. <laughs> And she tells us, I have brought him to America and he has now called the American police on me. That's the thanks I get for bringing him to America. A big slap in the face. And they're giving and then they give their statements to the police. And she tells us that the cop said if she had thrown the binder at him inside the house, she would have been charged with like domestic violence. But because they were outside, they couldn't charge her. And then the producer just goes to the cop. Uh, is there any chance you could just put her in handcuffs for one shot? I just need one shot. Um, I would like to note here that if you go back quite a few um, episodes ago, I discussed my own personal story about how a man tried to break into my house and I shut the window in time before he came through my window and then stood outside my front door for like 40 minutes. And when I called 911 in Los Angeles, they said, call us back if he breaks the window in. Apparently in Miami, you throw some papers at someone and cops are there in like a minute. Look at his split. Yeah. (laughs) It's so insane. So she's going over to him. She's trying to talk to him even still. And he's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And then she's trying to, you know, she's trying to be all tough, which good for her. Good for her. But at this point, it's like, go home. Yes. Go home. And she's saying, this is the final straw. I'm done playing his games and letting him treat me like garbage. Mm -mm. And I hate to say it, but it's true. You know, if she had gone back to that hotel and he would have called her and said, come on, come over, baby. She would have been there. I know. And that's the end of their segment this season. And that was just this season. (laughs) And they're They're back. The seconds they're back. (laughs) they're back for the second season i think but we did them justice that was we did them justice we went over we gave you in depth with the stars these won't uh, all be Muhammad. that in depth but that one like there's we needed so much. to give it the time it was worth it's due that time kate it really is so who's next um i'm gonna go into devar and melanie i'd forgotten about these people so devar is from jamaica melanie is from pennsylvania she had met devar um, in Jamaica on holiday and had gone 19 times back to see him, by the way. I'd written that down 19 times. Wow. Anyway, on their original um, season, we meet her sister, Bev. Now, Bev <laughs> and Beth, right? <laughs> Beth, Danielle's best friend, and Bev, the sister of Melanie, are my two, they're interchangeable, same ruddy face. Yes. Bev is a pack a day as well, perhaps two, who knows? And Bev basically just constantly told Devar, you're here for money. You're here for the green card for my sister. I'm going to be watching you all the time. She has a Karen haircut. Very, very ruddy face. And once again, I don't know what's going on in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania as well. Melanie is just this red, like 
ruddy, ruddy face with no moisturizer. And she's just bright red in her face all the time. I, I, yeah. Someone, if, you, if you're a facialist, move to Ohio and move to Pennsylvania because you will have so much work. I'm telling they you. They need you. They need you. So we'd seen during, before they'd got married in their original series, it was Sis, it was Bev that was in there telling them that they're going to fail and that DeVar's just, you know, they DeVar had mentioned as well, but his main thing is he was definitely, cannot wait for the green card, cannot wait to get um, money so he can send it all back to his sister and family back in Jamaica. And Melanie's like, no, 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 no. And Bev's like, over my dead body. And that was kind of their big argument. They got married. Um, DeVar had also said that out of his income, he would send, quote, 90% of it back to his family. Melanie has a child, by the way, from previous relationship, and he mm-hmm. wants a child with her. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. What? So that was a big bone of contention. We meet them now and they're, they're so, so happy and they're about to go back to Jamaica to go and meet um, uh, this family and some of the sisters that Melanie had not met before. Mm-hmm. So... She goes and gets a manicure with uh, Bev. And mm-hmm. Bev is, you know, you just, she's always inches away from putting another Marlboro Red between her lips. And she just puts it down when the camera's on her. And they were in there and she's like, so how much money have you spent on this? And Melanie's like, I've, I don't know, like $18,000 or something ridiculous. No, no, no. Amount. It was 35, 35. She said 35. Yeah. 30. but if I want to spend $35,000 on my Jamaican man, then I will. And Bev's like, buy a man, just buy a man. She's like, I don't want to buy a man. It was just a stupid conversation. But Bev's like, listen, you've spent too much money on him. I don't know why you're going back there. They're going to ask you for money. So then we see them go over to Jamaica. And if you thought Melanie's face was red before in Pennsylvania, she goes to Jamaica and it's just one big red dot her face i don't know whether it's a skin i honestly i don't know what's going on with these people in in pennsylvania and ohio um so they meet his sister he's got like a lot of sisters and family that's that her name is punkisha which i had never met never heard before but i was into it i wonder if they call it, they i would like to if they would have just called a punky that'd be cute that would be cute yeah so they meet her and she's one of these people it's not socially awkward. What it is is a complete disdain for whoever they're talking to. Melanie stand, stood next to her and Punkisha's just talking directly to her brother who's in front of her. Like uh, Devar is like making this fire for dinner and Melanie's trying to engage her and she's turned around to her, Melanie is, and like, so how's everything going here? And she just answers her, but stares straight forward and makes no eye contact. She's so rude. She's so obnoxious. She's just this horrible, horrible character. And Melanie's like, so what's going on? She goes, um, yeah, fine. Yeah, I need more money. Um, I've got to go back to school. Um, so, you know, my body, my body can't work and go to school. And Melanie goes... Well, I went to um, school and uh, worked full time. And she goes, well, that's America. And uh, this is Jamaica. She hasn't made eye contact with this woman. She's so rude and obnoxious. And then she's like, so I need you guys to send me money. Look, I understand cultures. There's going to be a a big cultural difference. But there is, it reminds me of the um, other 90 day um, Asuelu's family mm-hmm. who was just like, give me money. You need to send me money. The language on them is so disgusting. And, and Melanie's like, fuck that. I'm not working 
to give you money when you can work. What does Devar do? Walk over, try to be a big man and like, here's some money for you. And pulls out like a low, whatever money it was, gives it to um, Punkisha and just looks forward. She's like, yeah, thanks. Just no, she's like, I'm not working. You need to pay for me. And he's like, okay. That's what I didn't understand either because we see this all the time on these shows in a lot of cultures. It's like, yeah, you're going to, you're getting all these opportunities. You're going to help your family. You're going to send back money. You're going to send back products that are more expensive where they live, et cetera. And I get that. But sometimes, I don't know. I just think no matter what culture it is, you would be like, thank you so much. Or, you know, like, uh, it's an entitlement. I think the majority of these people are from extremely impoverished places. And the way America is viewed, Kate, we don't understand how it's viewed. But but because we're not, we're fortunate enough to not be from impoverished places. But when you are America, the, the, the streets are lined with gold. They're lined yeah. with gold. So they just have this attitude of you're going over there and you automatically have so, so, so much money. Of course, you'd give me some. I mean, it, fundamentally, it doesn't make sense to me and it won't make sense to you and most of the people listening. But this is the kind of people that we're meeting on 90 Day Fiance. And it is so, so. And, and she's completely antagonistic towards Melanie as well. She's like, mm, yeah, whatever. Dude. I, I couldn't stand, I was so angry, but they left her, gave her a load of money, left and went to go and meet his other two sisters, <laughs> one of which lives in this massive house. And Melanie walks in and goes, this is bigger than our house. This is a very nice house. What do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a, actually facialist, esthetician, right? Massage therapist. Yeah. Esthetician. Um, and, um, she, and she goes, well, this is, and it was a very large, big house. And they're sat there. And Melanie's like, why aren't they giving any money to Punkisha? Why are we doing it? So she sat there meeting them for the first time. And then the crew does an interview with these two sisters. And they're like, oh, so apparently uh, Melanie's paying, working and paying everything for Devar. <laughs> and burst out laughing. They bust a gut laughing. It's so funny. I thought it was funny. It's, I think it's horrible. It made me hate them all. I was like, you are terrible people. You're terrible. It's humiliating. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's just, they're gross. They were such gross people. And and I don't know, that was, then I know Melanie comes back. I didn't watch anything after. I know where they are now, but do you know what else happened in the show with them when they came back from Jamaica? Not much else. No. Yeah. Well, they're still married and they have a kid. Oh together yeah and that was the last we ever saw of devar and melanie but unclear on how her face is but i will probably check her instagram at some point to see if it's cleared up i have wishes for for, like oils and stuff so need some oils need some oils so um best of luck with your skin melanie and don't give any money to punkisha next who do we have next kate all right let's go to alexi and lauren yeah this is yeah okay um so, okay. So these are two cute, attractive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people. They're, uh, I think they're like 27 and 28. Yeah. Same age. Yeah. Alexi's from Israel and Lauren is from Florida, although she was living in New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, so they seem relatively happy. The, this is a couple that I think is truly in love. Absolutely. Um, they, um, there's their storyline this season is they're preparing to go to 
Israel to have a vow renewal. So Mm -hmm. it's basically a second wedding that his friends and family can be present for. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing is Alex doesn't want her best friend, Sarah, to come to the wedding Mm -hmm. because this storyline, I just can't. So he doesn't want her friend, Sarah, to come to the wedding in Israel because he thinks that Lauren misbehaves around her because during their season, she had a bachelorette party and her, this best friend set it up and there were like strippers there. And every historically, every 90 day fiance husband, whether they're American or from a different country is so insecure about bachelorette parties and, yes, and friends absolutely. in general and friends in general that like to yes. party, they don't, yes. they are so insecure that they, they have no trust in their wives to like yep. not cheat on them or something. It's so dumb. It is. It really is. I mean, you know, Lauren met Alexi when she went over to Israel to do like her, um, I think it was, it wasn't like a year of year of service. That's the wrong term, but she went over there mm-hmm. to a birthright tour. She did a birthright tour over there mm-hmm. and she was living in New York city, as Kate said, and she had a great job. She had a great life. She was living it. And what happened that's really interesting with these two that you find out in season two is that they had applied three times for the k1 visa and they'd been denied twice for this k1 visa which is so crazy because someone else that we're going to meet and a lot of these other ones like mohammed was approved straight away and these two are too young um as you say attractive same age people that genuinely really really care for each other Mm -hmm. and um their season as you say there was drama with that and there was drama because what she did is she gave up her entire life in new york city and moved down to hollywood florida um to live in her parents apartment with her parents and alexi so it was a lot about a lot about like the stress of her having to move there and things like that um what we also find, I wrote here, Lauren wanted a spinoff so badly. She really, yeah. she made it to two seasons. Her and Alexi got two seasons. And I think they do like pillow talk and stuff, more spinoffs of 90 Day. Yeah. But she really wanted a spinoff like Family Chantal. I was just going to bring up Family Chantal. I'm like, I would have rather there would have been a Lauren and Alexi than this, a Chantal. I mean, they're so kind of boring. They really stretched out their storyline as long as possible going to going to Israel. And then the, the main thing that was very interesting is when Lauren first appeared on their season, she was noted, she got a lot of backlash because you see she's quite, I noticed it, she's, she's quite erratic and it's as though she's trying to like constantly keep things in check and moving her body and trying to, and she reveals that she has Tourette's Mm -hmm. and Tourette's. If, if people don't know a lot about it, it is not just a stereotype of people, um, you know, screaming obscenities and things like that, that can be some cases, but it's very, it's on a spectrum and it's basically involuntary tics and it's, you know, it can be intensely difficult to deal with. And it's a neurological, you know, disorder, um, so Lauren had been very, very conscious about it. And apparently after her first season aired, people were writing on blogs and social media. She's got a Coke problem because she was always doing this. That was one of her tics, her sniffing and mm-hmm. her eyes and twitching. And it's terribly sad because, the because you know, it's, it's a very tough affliction for a lot of people. And I think for Lauren as well, being in the public eye, she said, I didn't even tell the majority of people in my life that I have this. And then being on television and people making fun of it. So she decides to really kind of, 
embrace it in the second season as well. And ed- she educates Lex- Alexi and his family on it. Yep. And she talks about it a lot. So it was quite empowering. And it was a really interesting story to hear that because I think a lot of people just think of Tourette's one way and it's not. Yeah, I think that being on this spinoff, I think that's probably one of the most positive things that came out of it for them is like, it was tough at the time, but I think now she she's a lot more empowered about it and um, able to help others. And so, yeah, that was a that was another big part of their season and then they they go to israel and mm-hmm. um the next thing the next conflict is that all of his friends are pissed off that oh, he hasn't right. been talking to them and just right. like pissed off to america and like went on tv and didn't ever text them again or something well and, yeah or so, yeah. like what did you think of this so like half the people he invites won't come was this just like i think first of all i think it was a cultural thing um that you know they they were they were very very tight and they uh, and i think he surrounded himself all of his friends were people that just grew up and stay in the same town mm, and i think yeah. that when you I know all too well when you move to a new country, there's different time zones, there's different things you need to get used to. There's so much you have to get your life in order that even the greatest of friends, you don't have the time to constantly call them. You're trying to call them and they're at work. They try to call you and you're asleep. It makes everything, the time zone things, like there's eight hours difference between me and, and back home. So you have to time everything and plan everything. And maybe he just wasn't great at that. But dude, he's coming back. Stop being such assholes. Yeah, I I was having some of those thoughts too because I figure that he had a lot going on this past year. Like you're saying, yeah. he was he was on a TV show. He's mm-hmm. doing the K one visa process. He's trying to focus on her. He's you know meeting her entire family. You know, it was a lot. And people yeah, don't the- get it. They, they they don't understand what it's like to move your life to another continent. They have yeah. no clue. And they expect all this stuff because you left and people get angry. I've experienced yeah. it myself. People resent you and they get angry because you decided not to live the life that they did. Yeah. And they don't like it and they don't know how to cope with it. And I think I was very, like, it was very familiar what was happening with mm. these people. It, it was recognizable for sure. Um. So they have the wedding. Mm-hmm. She kind of talks to the parents about the Tourette's. Yeah. Um, they're going to be back next season, and lit, which we're going to cover. But honestly, nothing really happens in season two with them, right? No, the the only other drama is the day of their wedding. She's kind of spiraling and they fight a whole bunch, like mm. right before she's about to go down the aisle. Oh, God. Yeah. But then whatever the rabbi comes in and he's like hey what's the problem and they're like they're like whatever it's fine and so yeah they get married it's beautiful um I think she just puts a lot of pressure on herself to be perfect she does the perfectionist and sometimes it spills out on the people closest to her you know the the pressure she has on herself she puts it on Mm -hmm. them and um I in that way I think they're a good match because he's a pretty chill seeming guy yeah yeah. So they balance out a little bit. Um, so that, yeah, that's the end of them. 
Uh, I mean, really going, even we can kind of go over season two with them. She talks a lot more about her Tourette's and she gives a couple of speeches. And then their big fight is that she was told that it can possibly be hereditary. And then he made some comment about, well, if Tourette's is hereditary and our son gets it, both of us will feel really guilty. Um, So that was a big bone of contention, but really honestly that's kind of all that happens she they they yeah. didn't have enough steam to get any more shows and i think lauren was like shit because she would have loved like a family show and like but they're still married they have three children they had one child that is like get this she had like a three-year-old then she got pregnant again and then she got pregnant eight months after that first baby was born Woo! yeah so she is now pregnant and about to give birth if she hasn't already to her third child. So did they ever move the parents over from Israel? I don't unclear. Okay. Unclear. Because I doubt that was gonna well, maybe it would happen. I don't know, but they had to move the brother and everything. I don't know. But mm. that was Alexi and Lauren, and they're yeah. still hanging around on these like pillow talk, which is a 90-day spin-off where they kind of watch other 90 days and then talk about it. But <laughs> Lauren's just always pregnant in everything. So I think she's she needs she needs a break. Um so that's them in the second season as well. So let's yeah. cross off Alexi and Lauren. Yeah. Um the one that I'd forgotten about, which I actually find very interesting, is Kyle and Noon. Um Noon is from Thailand and Kyle is from New Orleans or lives in New Orleans. And I had forgotten these people. And when I was doing like a brush over of all of this, I remember watching this again and thinking at first, I don't like this. And then having such love and compassion for the both of them. Kyle is an American guy, young guy. They're both very, very young, like early 20s. And he had gone, I think he'd he'd started to speak to Noon online and she's a Thai girl. And he had gone over to Thailand, met her, and they just completely match. And she's, you know, she's an educated woman. Um, she decides to come over to New Orleans. And Kyle, I remember in his original season, it was very, very hard because Noon did not understand why he didn't have a relationship with his family because she's very close to her family. Right. And Kyle is this bachelor living in this kind of gross apartment in New Orleans. And you think, oh, I don't like you, dude. Get your shit together. She was coming. You have cockroaches in your fridge. Literally, he had cockroaches in his fridge. And I'm like, are you just bringing her over to clean all this shit up? Like, who are you? You know, all of this. But he had struggled so much. He finally said, Noon, if you want to know why I don't have anything to do with my parents, come and meet my mother. And she was a massive, massive alcoholic and quite verbally abusive. And Noon sat there and the woman, like Noon, just she got it all. Like they are so in touch, her and Kyle. I feel as though they're such a perfect match. And he mm-hmm. says, my, when I think of family, I just think of Noon. That's what he said. And I was like, I, I love that. And I, I just thought it was such a, a beautiful sentiment. And Noon, we open this up and she's just really unsafe in New Orleans. They're on Bourbon Street and it's gross. And it's, you know, she's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. So Kyle's like, fine, we don't need to be here. So he packs everything up and they decide to move to Portland. And you see them going on the road trip up there. And then there's a bit of back and forth about Noon's dad being 
dad being ill and her saying, you know what? I want to move back to Thailand. You come to Thailand with me. And he's like, we can't do that. You've just got your green card. You won't get it again. She's like, yeah, I will. And he's like, that's not how it works. So they get back and forth like this. Eventually they, they stay in Settle in Portland. They're still there. They've been together like nine years. And I was looking at her Instagram and they just look as happy as the day they met. It's really oh, beautiful. That's so I cute. love those two. Yeah, I really liked them. There was a lot of love there. He did actually, he did go to Thailand with her at the end of the season though. Oh, okay. So I think, I've forgotten that. I think they probably just go there like months at a time to see her family. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up because it was just so sweet. He, he was resistant to it, but then eventually he was like, you know what? She did this and now I, I know how she feels because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm moving across the world and I'm the fish out of water. And, um, he, he did that for her and then the tell all like they're back. And so I think they went back and forth, but I didn't know that they I settled see. in Portland. So that's, yeah, that's they're yeah. Por- he's a good guy. Yeah. Kyle's a good yeah. guy. I like yeah. those two a lot, but we never see them again. So that was it. But yeah. they're according yeah. to Instagram, they're very, very happy in Portland. Yep. Who's next, Kate? Uh, let's do let's do Russ and Paula. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Russ is 30. He's from Oklahoma. Paula is 29. She's from Columbia. So they actually had one of the more organic meetings. Yes. So he was working in Columbia and Mm -hmm. met her at a party or something like that. And, um, so they were dating down there and then he ended up getting transferred back up to the States. And so they decided to do the K one thing and they were on Mm -hmm. 90 day. And basically to sum up the 90 day thing, the whole storyline was that she is this sexy, Mm -hmm. fiery Latina who Mm -hmm. didn't fit in with all of these like wonder bread toast with mayonnaise on it, people in his town. And so she's wearing these like more revealing quote unquote tops and everyone else is in a turtleneck being like, who is this girl? You they just judged her from the second she got there and they had to live with Russ's parents for like a while. I think was he moved back or something like that. They're finding a place yeah. to live. And if those parents, I could honestly write a dissertation about these parents. They are imagine a white piece of paper. That's how interesting they are. They and judgmental and this father this dude it is so dark that father he's someone that has a smile painted on and he's skinny and he has these big baggy kind of cargo shorts on and he has his phone clip to his side and he thinks that everything is just too risque and too revealing and that's not that's that's very inappropriate and that's not how we behave but he is going onto bondage sites every night while that wife is asleep mm-hmm. he hasn't had sex in about 17 years i'd say actually how old is russ 30 they haven't had sex in 30 years he is into some dark shit i am guessing and probably right about he is though it was full like dennis raider btk killer like that's who he looked like and the mother is this frustrated buttoned up like dowdy woman that looks 30 years older than she probably is Mm -hmm. and 
haircut really short refuses to wear makeup because it's probably too too garish for her for anyone right and she just looks at Paola who's someone that is passionate and loves life and comes in and is beautiful and takes care of herself and does her nails and has her hair done and she's like I fucking hate you Mm -hmm. and so she just degrades her the entire time it's so dark the parents are disgusting people and Paola sorry Paola she is miserable she's miserable she hates it so (laughs) this is the storyline for this so she I'm I'm trying to say I don't want to get this confused with the next season because they're on next well we can do it all in one yeah we'll do because Ross and Paola are another couple that come back in season two so let's just go through because they're pretty prominent in everything yeah so She's doing these little piddly modeling gigs around the area in the, in Oklahoma and stuff. She like does this commercial every month for tractors. <laughs> for this tractor company. Yeah. And I'm like these guys are probably all perbs. Oh, and then cool. um the photographer at one of these tractor commercial shoots is like kind of moving the storyline along and he's yeah, like yeah. he's like uh, so you're, 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 you're a great model. You should be in, uh, New York or LA or Miami. Miami. Oh, oh I never yeah. thought about Miami, Miami, even though she's already got a flight booked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, well, I would just want to say Russ, I am so torn about Russ. Cause sometimes I I'm know, like, oh, he's like, he loves her and he's a nice guy. Yeah. But, then he's, but then he yeah. says stuff like it's unnerving that as the man, I'm not the one making the money. He is because he's so, he has desperately tried to break away and has successfully from his parents and their way of thinking, but it creeps back in. That's what's yeah. happened with Russ. Because yeah. Russ has, was, you know, he ha- he's an engineer, he has a good job. And he had gone, been in Colombia because he was working on like gas and oil lines and all of that. You get an, a serious amount of money doing that. Mm-hmm. And he'd had exposure, like he'd actually left the state of Oklahoma and mm-hmm. left the country. And so he saw a different side. So he broke away from the uh, bondage loving father mm-hmm. and the self that just the evil mother but it creeps back in and you look at him he's a good looking guy you know he's very like a plain guy but he's good looking like yeah and they really really love each other and he adores her and I think he genuinely adores the fact that she isn't just a girl from Oklahoma right. and but he also resents that at times because I think I seriously think it's the parents coming back. It's all his childhood mm-hmm. coming back. Yep. And um, all the religious things. Ingrained yeah, in him it and is. So that rigidity, she ends up convincing him. I don't want to phrase it this way, but it kind of yeah. is like convincing him to let her, but he's always oh. like, you can do what you want, but then he guilts her to hell for yeah. it. Um, anyway, she, she ends up going to Miami by herself. And so mm. she's staying with a friend. She meets this modeling agent who she has to pay to be signed to. Uh, and this modeling agent eventually makes her dye her hair blonde, I'm which is questionable. Um, yeah. And he's still back in Oklahoma trying to sell this house that they had recently purchased. Uh And then he eventually comes down to Miami to be with her. And so then it's him trying to adjust to Miami and there's no jobs for him there working in oil. Yeah, because we opened this season is the fact that he'd lost his job. 
Yes. So that's why yes. she was trying to work as much as possible because she said, I just can't believe you can't find a job. And he's like, I can't. And she's like, we have to earn money. So she's the one that's doing all these shitty modeling jobs to mm-hmm. try and just earn some money. So she thinks very naively at 29, <laughs> going mm-hmm. to Miami, she's going to start a modeling career. So she right. goes to Miami and, um, you know that it eventually fades out and that she's not i mean the modeling agency is like you might earn a hundred dollars if you're lucky on summer she goes i won't send you out for anything than less than a hundred dollars twenty percent of so run run yeah. so she really starts to just love it down there because it's vibrant and it has just a great a great vibe for her that really obviously it's, it's just not Oklahoma so he decides you know he does he packs everything up and he follows her and that was very courageous of him I mean he mm-hmm. could have the marriage could have ended there yeah um but it it didn't because he knew that was the right thing to do and um then you know she's she keeps going all these modeling stuff she does like this not fully topless but the this photographer in the sat it's the long the long and the short of their storyline is that she wants to model and so she's doing stuff in lingerie and he's just constantly angry about it but then goes back and says look i kind of understand he needs to get talked down and it needs to get explained to him and then he's kind of like okay mm-hmm. um what did you think the- of her friend Oh, he's such a prick. I mean, great reality TV. Her friend from Colombia, like her best friend Juan comes up and he is so awful to Russ. And it's gross. It's like the sister. It's like the family of Chantel. It's like uh, Chantel, uh, what's his name? Chantel and Pedro. Pedro, yeah. Um, or and, and the sister of Devar. Like, mm-hmm. so her friend comes up and Pal is like, oh, you know, I know Russ hates him and he hates Russ. And this, this is her husband. And yeah. they're sat there and this prick is saying in Spanish to her, oh, look, he's gained weight. Look at him. And she's laughing. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Shut up. You're supposed to be serious. You don't, if, if someone said that about my partner, I would completely destroy them. And then I would leave with my partner. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she just completely emasculates Russ and laughs with this friend while he makes fun and says terrible things about Russ. It was horrible. It was a really, really hard thing to watch. I think it's gross. It was. And it was like, okay, this is your friend for 14 years. And this is his sense of humor. Fine. He can joke about this with his boyfriend behind closed doors, but if he's coming around and having dinner with you guys, he can't be sitting there being like, you guys are wrong for each other. You're boring. You're fat. Ha ha ha. That's just my sense of humor. It's like, stop saying it's a sense of humor, right? This dude saying it's a sense of humor. It's not. She she deflects and gets, oh, well you walked off. And he's like, well, I walked off because I didn't want to punch him in the face. And he didn't leave her. He just walked a couple blocks down the street to cool off and she freaks out. So yeah, Uh, that was another big drama, but yeah. They, they, yeah, they basically ended up staying in Miami. They're still there. They're still in Florida and they have a child. And she's getting into wrestling the WWE. Okay. <laughs> what she did do that hurts me more than anything, more than emasculating her husband, more than um dyeing her hair blonde is the fact that this woman, beautiful, 
went and got the most hideous tattoos on her arms. Have you seen any of her tattoos? What are they of? I saw oh, she was tattooed. I didn't look very It's close. all like flowers or barbed wire. I mean, seriously, uh, it's that type of level. And it's all color. And it's all like on the top of her art. It just looks so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, you either go with it and have an aesthetic. Don't just get a tattoo to get a tattoo. And it looks like that's what she did. And it looks so awful on her, dude. It looks so bad. <laughs> and now she's doing, um, yeah, as you say, she's into wrestling so she's like trying to make a name for her wrestling as in like wwf or wwe whatever it is um strange plot twist it's unexpected but honestly i was i was looking at her instagram today and she was doing some really athletic looking things Mm -hmm. like she kind of is running at this guy and then she wraps her legs around and takes him down and she she's just like really buff and in her body yeah. yeah and she seems happy and i was like you know what? Go pow. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I I thought it was so weird. And I was kind of like laughing to myself, like what she's wrestling. But then when I looked at it, I was like, this actually kind of fits. (laughs) It does. It does. All the frustration she has about Russ and those parents, she just puts it into her work and she's always been into fitness and she's very, very fit. So I wonder if Russ is working. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder what happened. He has a mohawk Um, now so edgy (laughs) so you take him out of oklahoma he just goes wild man he just goes so wild he's a bad boy um who have we got left on Uh, yeah do you want to talk about them i don't really know anything about them Brett and diet there's not much to say but i did write down his entire rap that i will be performing um so they met on a dating site um mm. her and the mom don didn't get along mm. um this was the girl so remember he got her an engagement ring and she's like it kind of looks fake and she made him prove to her that it wasn't fake <laughs> oh yeah i do this is these are really early by the way these people were yeah. like first season it's hard yeah i do remember so um he's like 33 she's 30 she's from the philippines and she's just super straightforward. She says it's like mm-hmm. a cultural thing. She just says what she means and she doesn't hold back. And the mom just didn't like this. She she thought that was really rude and um, didn't end up coming to their wedding. So they they both have jobs. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're moving from their apartment to a house that's like twice the size. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't really necessarily afford this big house, but he says mm-hmm. he's going to just work 10 hour days and some weekends in order to pay for it. And I'm like, well, work. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, it's more than a lot of these guys. True. Say. True. Um, so he also, his hobby is rapping. So he like is doing a rap in the studio to open up the segment. Um, his mom comes over. She still thinks that he's just with her for the money. And then he kind of makes matters worse by blabbing about how, oh, well, I spent 40K more than I wanted to on this house. It's, it's That is so production. You wouldn't say that. It's production being like, let's discuss this. And then when he meets with a stepfather, that's dark. Smitty. That's dark. So he has his stepfather and he's like, you know, we've never got on um he's not really a good guy and they go and meet with these guys i haven't seen him in a long time they go and sit with them and he's like i've only first thing you hear is the wife says something to him he's like i've only had three beers and you're like okay so he's the raging alcoholic stepfather Mm -hmm. that hated this kid when he married his mother and you just know it was dark times because this guy's kind of like podgy overweight 
and you just know that this guy tortured this kid it's really horrible yeah. and then he's like so and then he just st- this antagonistic like so you know when you went over there to get a bride and brett's like i didn't go and get a bride and straight into a fight this guy was like waiting for it the stepfather waiting to just get at him it's really uncomfortable to watch i was like this is uh this is not good it yeah it's it's dark but i don't think they're right like i really think that dia and brett love each other yeah i agree i agree um i don't know i had nothing else they want about them well there's the whole thing they want to have a baby so they go to the doctor and they find out her hormone level is really low so um she can't i don't know if it's like she shouldn't can't have a baby right then or ever i'm not sure but that's that's a whole thing and then um Brett decides to rent a music studio. He decks it out with roses and champagne. And then he serenades her with a rap song about her. And I just, if I don't have a love like this from my future spouse, I don't want it. I'm good. I'm good without that. (laughs) I'm good. He pulls out all those stops. I want to fall in love. He's like, check it out. Check it out. Guess who's uh, no the, thanks. Guess who's coming to the states? Tears running down her face. We no longer have to wait. She flew into Seattle, and I met her at the gate. Traffic was horrendous. I was thirty minutes late. Is this My- like a Brett Simpson? You remember when Brett 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 Simpson? Bart, His name's Brett. And there you go. It's literally, literally Brett Simpson. That should be his rap name. When Bart had would rap, that's what it sounds like. Brett Simpson, that's his rap name. You're welcome, Brett. It gave you your rap name. Now, fuck off. Mahakita, this beautiful Philippine. Oh, it's still going. All right, here we go. That lives overseas. All I need is to book a ticket to see ya. They only give you 90 days to have the wedding of your dreams or watch your angel fly away. Uh, That's the rap. That's the end of it. Outstanding. I mean, you know... I loved their segment just because it was like lighter because they they're going they're going in between all these scenes and it's like Danielle sobbing. And I know you need something. But, you know, if you're tuning in to 90 Day Fiance, you have to prepare emotionally for what you're going to see. And sometimes we can't we can't prepare emotionally for what we're going to see of these morons. But that definitely, I'm sure, would bring some levity to the stuff that you really have to put yourself through watching 90 day every day it's a Mm -hmm. lot Mm -hmm. it's every week is a lot is there anyone else in season one that we haven't discussed let me just make sure russ danielle alexi kyle that's everyone brett okay season two they bring back as kate and i already said they brought back um uh alexi and lauren we've already gone through kind of what happened it was really not very eventful russ and paula we already talked about they brought them Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. then we had danielle and mohammed back it's basically the exact same thing happens again really right continuously it's her crying her crying all the time we see return of beth thank the lord beth's back um ruddier than ever and it's them just talking about Muhammad 
still like what else is going on of like still going to get him deported yeah so um this is yeah this is when he's working as an uber driver in florida he has Mm. his own apartment at this point yeah um and he gets served papers down there and it's a summons for him to go to court and she's to to she wants this annulment finally and she's not gonna pull it this time yes and so he calls to ask her about it. She's thrilled. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so then he goes, he talks to this lawyer and um, I just think she, she just was really excited to kind of have him back in Ohio and Sandusky and back mm-hmm. in her clutches. She buys this trailer home, which honestly is like a big move for her because she's, it is, been, yeah. she's been evicted several times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had a lot of financial troubles. She's never owned a home and so stuff really like awesome. that. She yeah. says, and stuff like stuff that. Stuff like that. And so, um, yeah. It was really awesome for her to see her do that. That was that TLC money coming in. <laughs> it was so obvious, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, she is... She's got this house and it's really nice to see her actually achieve something. I mean, the crying continues. Obviously, we have the crying. We have the sobbing. We have the how did Muhammad do this? Doesn't he love me? Um, I'm going to get an annulment. Um, He's going to, you know, I need to just talk to him one more time. One more time. One more time. He finds out that he could be deported at any time. So he's like, he's just, he's only being nice to her so that she does the divorce and not the annulment. And then yep. they go to court. He has a selfie stick. He's filming himself. He's on like Instagram live or something. He's making <laughs> a total spectacle of this being like, I hope she doesn't abuse me. And yeah, yeah. Car pissed off. They go to court and she comes out sobbing to her friend, Beth. And um, the basically she was told that there was no chance of the of this happening and she should just settle and get a divorce and yeah. he won he won basically um da, 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 da. <laughs> all true people all true go back and watch the footage who else is in season two uh, i don't uh, we've done alexi and lauren danielle muhammad legends oh Chantel and pedro yeah okay so these two are people that actually i'm surprised they weren't in season one they're in season two they actually were the people that ended up getting a full-on spin-off. It's called Family Chantel. It's incredibly boring. It's just Chantel is a girl from unclear America somewhere. I haven't written it down, but um uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. Um, her parents and whole family are just very hard to watch. They came up with a famous line of um, harvesting the American dollar because when they first met Pedro, they were like, he's trying to harvest the American dollar. And this woman just kept repeating this term over and over again. You you see them for many, I think there were more of these, um, these uh, happily ever after mm-hmm. because the big conflict is Pedro's family are monsters. They are actual living monsters this sister is in love sexually with her brother i'm just gonna say she loves him deeply in a way that is unnatural let me just let me place put it like that and so 
she's watching she doesn't want him to get married they they decide to go to where fuck is he from again oh the dr dominican republic it's always dominican republic dude luis was from dominican republic Mm -hmm. anyway so they go there to do another wedding Pedro and is way more likable than Luis, though. Pedro's kind of way funny. more likable. He's kind of the funny. End. They just yeah, well, got well yeah. where they are now, but yeah. Um. So they, yeah. So they go there, and this mother and this sister, the sister will say things like "You're a fucking bitch," and then cackle in this girl's face, like she wants her to punch her. She wants her to get irritated. Chantel has so much composure. I would have knocked that girl to the floor well, until she doesn't. This is where we get the famous "you're a, a you're bitch a ass bitch ass slut ass whore. whore." But she says it walking away. But she says, "You will not speak to me like that." Good night. And then she's like, <laughs> "Bitch ass slut ass whore." <laughs> but this mother and the mother like laughs along. Yeah. Honestly, you couldn't write the type of horror show that these this family is. And so it's this on, and of course, once again, they have to bring a ton of money back to this. The mother's a lawyer, apparently, a lawyer. And still, Pedro's like, I have to pay for their lives. I have to pay, give money to my sister. I have to give money to my mother. He, they are, them. he, get, he got them a, <sighs> a way bigger house or apartment. He brings down a flat screen TV, a bunch of um, clothing, uh, more electronics, I think. And they're all there giggling, the mother and the daughter, like cackling and rubbing their hands together. They're disgusting. They It's really hard to watch them. I get so irritated. And meanwhile, yeah, and Chantal, and, and she's really understanding because um, I think she, did she live down there? I can't remember. She but did. She, she, Ooh, she yeah. she's fluent in Spanish. Yeah. She's, she's speaking with them in Spanish. She knows the culture. She's like, telling them it's okay if he helps you out but we're Mm. living in a studio apartment yeah and we don't he doesn't have the money to be doing this so that's their whole thing that's their whole conflict and they get married and the way the sister is crying when she watches her brother get married it's because she's deeply unnaturally in love with him it's like that Folgers commercial oh yeah (laughs) honestly (laughs) honestly this girl what happens in i'm sure i know kate and i are gonna get the this again on the wheel of shame but what happens is is just to give you a teaser in the next season these i don't know if they could have paid chantel enough they must have paid her a shitload to do this they get the sister to come and visit them in america (laughs) and i honestly thought there was going to be a point where you just chantel just walks in on them showering together and being like what it's my sister it's a dude, there's something going on there. Just watch closely. Listeners, uh, watch them. Anyone else, Kate? We did Alexi and Lauren. We did Russ and Danielle. Oh. Who have I missed? George and Pizza. Oh shit. Sorry. Best for last. Oh my we god. We forgot George and Amphisa. Now when we talk about legendary people from 90 Day, you have Danielle, you have Das, Jesse, and you have Anfisa. Oh, okay. Anfisa is a woman from Russia who, let me be clear here as well, 
that is to her benefit. She was very straightforward that she wants to be spoiled and she's coming over for money and she wants a rich man. Very clear about all of this, Mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. And this guy, George, who we're told runs a legal um, medical marijuana business claims and flies all around the world when he's dating her met online or something Uh, well i think they actually met because she was a cam girl that comes out like a little bit later but um they you know he's a heavy guy and she is this just you know she's i forget how young she she was 20 dude yeah 20 the surgery she's already had nose jobs lips are blown out faces all unclear what she's put in there fillers or botox i don't know what it is but everything's about the body everything's about a designer i mean she comes and she's like buy me this i mean there's no shame listen all these other ones if they were this honest it would there wouldn't be much of a show because the there is no lying with her she's like i'm with you because i want money and i want you to take care of me and i want a twelve thousand dollar purse so you need to go and buy that for me so he's of course and look he wanted her because he wanted a really, really hot girl. And he wanted a girl with a banging body. And she turns in to the biggest nightmare you could ever screaming, turning off his phone, breaking his phone, punching him in a lawyer's office. I mean, she is legitimately reality TV gold. She fits every stereotype. Buy me this. Why don't you buy me this? I hate you. I'm leaving you. Screaming down the phone. Don't speak to your parents. Takes the phone away from him. Writes, like, um, gets keys his car with the word idiot. This girl logs into his iCloud, deletes his everything on his phone. You have no idea. Their story is unbelievable and it gets crazier kate kicks him out of his own house that he pays for (laughs) that he pays for and then she's like i want a big house i hate where i live and he's taking her somewhere and she's like what about this area what he's like what do you think of this area she's like it's disgusting i mean she is look and he's no charmer by the way he never stands up for her he's an arsehole he doesn't tell the truth on anything he led her to believe he was this multi-millionaire spoke a massive game and what happened of course he's forty thousand dollars in debt i mean it's all just smoke and mirrors and she realizes this and she's like shit so she's getting angrier and angrier and angrier and then she as kate said she kicks him out and then um they meet and she's like it's over he's like is there any chance like no it's over bye and like walks off and we see her in the tell-all. And this guy, George, is so angry, dude. So angry. And he comes on. He's like, I'm going to expose you tonight. I'm going to tell everyone about you. And he insinuates without saying it that she is a prostitute. And you do find later, there are, I l- watched them tonight, actually, before I came on, these clips of a cam girl that does like, you know, perform sexual services online. And... It does look very, very, very much like it's her, but she's had so much surgery. There is a chance it's a woman that just looks like a woman with a ton of surgery and looks like her. But I looked it up and I'm pretty, pretty sure it's her. Um, So he exposed her on that. They got divorced. Then he gets arrested and put in jail for a couple of years for possessing a monstrous amount of illegal weed. He comes out 
completely slimmed down, now is with another woman, has two kids. And Fisa, I looked at hers. She went and got her bachelor's degree in business. She like made the top of the class. She's modeling. She's living her best life. And I think she just became an American citizen. And she just became right? a citizen. Yeah. She went full. This was no dummy. This was no dummy in a, in a lot of ways. It's unbelievable. He's got two kids with this woman that he seems very, very happy. He's out of jail, all slimmed down. People's lives, man. People's lives. And a couple of, even in a matter of days, your life can change. It's it's crazy. It's wild. I mean, the thing that I don't know if we touched on is she's also really physically abusive during their their. He is season. very much so. And very so much so. I was on Reddit reading a like kind of pulling up some old threads about them because I, I just like to see what the discourse is. Mm. And it's very much divided online. Some people are like, no, like cancel her. Like she's done. She's abusive. She hit him on the show. Sure. And then other people are like, well, she was 19. She was 20. And she's it's it's been years since then. And she's totally turned her life around. Like we can't just never forgive people when they change. And mm-hmm. it's so I, I'm just like, I'm just really not sure what to think of it all. It's just all really crazy. I think it wouldn't be shown now what was shown then. This yeah. is 2017. I mean, she takes her fist and puts it into his face. It's I mean, bad. it's completely unacceptable and it's disgusting. Yeah, it I think that he, um, no one deserves to be hit, however foul they are. Mm-hmm. And he was a liar and she was deceived and she was young and she had no clue. She was in a country she had no idea about. She didn't know what was going on. And she acted really poorly. Um, I don't know. I mean, she seems very successful and very happy now. So good for her. And he seems really, really happy too. Yeah, so I guess it's like... And they I, made great television. They yeah. made great television. It's it's wild. Well... That's everyone, right? That's everyone. We're done. Guys, we did very well on that because Kate and I were really measuring ourselves because we could have gone off for a couple of hours about everyone. But I think we got the important facts in there, Kate. Yes. I think everyone has an idea of what they're in for if they tune in. Perfect. Well, guys, go and refresh your drink. We're going to take a little bit of a break and we will be right back. It is a biggie. So listen up, everyone. Hopefully they haven't all turned off by now. They're still (laughs) listening. You're still listening. Um, Kate, we are very, 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 speak on behalf of both of us, very excited to announce that we have launched our Patreon. (laughs) So you are listening to this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, we launched our Patreon officially. Um, The idea behind what we want to give all of you on Patreon is um, we love the concept of what we're doing, of getting two shows on the Wheel of Shame, ranging from years gone by to current day. As you will be well aware, if you're a TLC lover, there is a new show, TLC, um, 90 Day, 90 Day Fiance UK. And being English, 
being that we are both in love with 90 Day, we decided we had to cover it. So every single Monday, there is going to be um, an episode on our Patreon channel for all of our Patreon subscribers that are uh, is going to cover and review the 90 Day Fiance UK that was released the day before. If you go and join today, you're going to get two episodes because we have recorded one for um, the episode that was released on Sunday. And then another one that covered the two previous episodes that had been released. So, Kate, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find us, how much Patreon is, why they should absolutely 100% sign up? (laughs) Yes, I'd love to. Okay, this is so exciting. So if you'd like to hear us just gush about how Mm. awesome this show is, Mm -mm -mm. uh, we are talking about it every week and... Um, you can go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash tender loving care pod. Okay. And from there, you will see right away, you can become a PA just Ding. like Jeff. And it only costs $5 a month. And that's getting you not only the very long episodes <laughs> that we make for yes. the regular pod each week, but also another four plus hours of content mm-hmm. a month. Yep. Um, so five bucks. And so you'll not only get that bonus episode every week, uh, you also get ad-free episodes. You get access to our exclusive Patreon community. If you don't mm-hmm. know about Patreon, it's super cool. It's a way for creators to be supported by the people who enjoy their work. It's for creatives to um, share with their biggest supporters. Yep. So, um, you know, we'll be posting in there and we can have discussions about the episodes yes. that are exclusive yes. to the Patreon people. Yes. Um, and then also you'll get the opportunity to vote for the next show that we cover because sadly 90 day UK will be over after 12 episodes. Um, so we'll be moving on to cover something else and we'll give options and you guys can give us feedback on what you want to hear about. So that's all for $5, five bucks guys. And this is to be exclusive V V I P part of tender loving care. Okay. We are back and Kate had just told me we didn't even do a rating. I apologize, Kate. It's all right. Deeply. So Kate, the rating is zero to 600 after TLC's most, one of the most famous shows, my 600 pound life. What are you giving it, Kate? I know. I mean, Kate, think about this carefully because we still haven't seen the original line today with our DOS. So this I'm going to have to give 550. Or five seventy five, yeah. maybe. I mean, it's Ooh. really five fifty five. To, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Doing five thirty, obviously in the five yeah. hundreds, obviously in because we're in ninety day. Five thirty is good because there were some people there that I was like, eh, I didn't see them on. Other people that I would have liked to have come back. So I'm, and we've only done half of the season. So I'm, I mean, half of the show. Yeah, I'm going to do five thirty. Mm. I think that's adequate. I'll do five fifty. Okay, great. Now moving on, Katie, Kate, 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 Kate. I'm going to read a synopsis. Everyone, can you please just try not to fall asleep while I read this? It's going to be hard because I'll probably fall asleep halfway through reading it, but I'm going to try. All for you listeners. 
<laughs> Second show that the Wheel of Shame pulled for us last week is Bride by Design. Another day, another bridal salon series on TLC. <laughs> this one featuring Alabama-based designer Heidi whatever. Viewers get exclusive looks at the work Heidi blah, 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 blah. Eleanor, who was the second season contestant on Project Runway, launched her brand of wedding gowns, blah, 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 blah. Boutique in Birmingham, Alabama, blah, 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 blah. End of, synop- end of Polly's version of the synopsis. <laughs> um, I have a confession to make, Kate. What? I watched jack shit <laughs> of this show. <laughs> Guys, look, you know as listeners, Kate and I, babies, brides, babies, brides, we can't do it. Oh. We have, but we listen to the Wheel of Shame. And you know what? We have watched enough brides. We have sat through and actually watched hours upon hours of morons talking to other morons just about brides, just dresses, yeah. bridal gowns. And Kate, I was pushed for time, but I thought, I don't want to do it to the Wheel of Shame. We've got to think about common Wheel of Shame. So what I did do is I looked at it and I, there was only one season as well. And they were 21 minutes and I still couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> so there was one episode and I thought, let me attempt in good faith. Pressed play. Ha, my name's Heidi. Off. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, Heidi, you design dresses. People come in and say, "Mm, I don't know what I'm going to do. You go, I think I know what I can do. Oh, we've had a bit of a drama in the middle of it, but it all works out in the end. That's what this show's about, people. Very that. I'll give you an, I watched one full episode and then a little bit of the second. Okay. And by watched, I mean, I was like multitasking and glancing. at Absolutely. Obviously. So. One, I'll just give you an idea, listeners. One of the girls that comes in, let's call her Sarah. Why not? She's blonde. She won Little Miss Oklahoma, whatever the fuck. She's a pageant girl. And they're designing her dress. And in the back, um, she's wanting it to be lace. And it's going to scoop down kind of near her little tushy. And what's her name? Heidi. It's like, ooh, are you sure you want it? It's, it's, getting, it's getting a little close there. And she goes, well, I kind of want to like show it off a little bit. And she's like, ooh, be a little sexy. And she turns around and she goes, well, actually, we're saving ourselves. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and Heidi's I'm gone like- at this point. I'm gone. <laughs> Heidi's like, oh, so you want it to be in the front. It's a little bit like, oh, we're being Christian. And then in the back, it's like, hey, boy. And I was like, kill me. I I don't know who any of these people are. I don't want to know who any of these people are. And I think you should all really change all of your lives. I'm doing a podcast in my bra and knickers. Let's just move on. This is just, I, I. I need to not watch or be involved or speak of any of these shows ever again, Kate. I, mean, I can't do rating? it. It's a goose egg. This show sucks. Don't watch it. It's so boring. It's her putting boring. pieces of fabric God. on all these blonde girls. Actually, oh. I think I wrote a little scathing. Th- what did I write? 
I lost brain cells watching this. A million different skinny blondes deciding every detail they want on their $10,000 gown they will wear Uh, one time to marry uh, some guy named Brayden that they will divorce in six years. Correct. Correct. That's my synopsis. So my rating, because I watched the introduction, is zero. And for you, zero. Listeners, we did. We even spoke too long about that show we're done we're not going back now everyone you know what's coming up we are at the highlight even when we get 90 day and we get the dars and we get alaskan women looking for love and we're reviewing that this is going to be the highlight because it means everyone we are going over to the wheel of shame so as you know wheel of shame has all nearly all we still need to keep adding every week tlc shows we are going to pick two for next week and then kate and i had a little bit of a discussion because guys as you know um we have to watch a lot okay to do this each week we record every week and there are some of these shows on here that as you know we've had to really skim through because they have like five seasons they're an hour and a half long and some of them you know when it comes to like um little people big world they've been on for like 13 years and kate and i like we just don't know how we're going to handle this and 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 like we did with this 90 day we've split it up and it's still on the wheel of shame so the second part will come at a later date hopefully not right now um actually it's 90 day that's right um but we just can't we actually believe or not we do have lives outside of the potty and outside of tlc so we just can't handle watching everything and we know as listeners you deserve to have everything described to you and critiqued in the highest possible way so kate and i think what we're going to do we're going to start this week see how it goes we're going to pull two shows as usual and we think what we're going to do is for example if we get one that has two seasons kate will watch season one i'll watch season two of whatever show it is we may even do alternative episodes probably not but we're kind of fleshing this out but we do think we have to come up with some type of system because the both of us watching all this shit it we're gonna end up i'm just gonna say 5150 if you don't know what that is look it up um (laughs) so kate what i think that's gonna work for us right i think it'll be good i think it'll be fun for us to sort of regale each other with what the other one didn't see but knows about because we're familiar with all the players you know so i i think it'll be fun i think it'll be yeah all right so are we um oh god the first thing i saw on this is brides on a budget okay no no think positive wheel of shame wheel of shame wheel of shame (laughs) guys we're gonna get ready to spin let's see what we get and spinning spin it babe i've no idea i mean it's always just this little i just saw a little bit of excitement but so much excitement so much excitement a little fear oh okay we got our first one guys what is it it's one of the biggest themes. What are the main things that TLC covers on all their shows, Kate? Name some of them. Okay, it's weddings. It's little people. It ding, is... ding, 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 ding. Oh, okay. We have little people. So this, the first one up, guys, is the little couple. Now, we have covered a spinoff or, or, or like a special that they did over Christmas, and it was insanely boring. Oh. So yeah i remember the this. little couple and i it's, think they have a ton of seasons 
I remember this. It was like, oh, they're a nice family. They're just a nice like, couple. One is a doctor. Videos. And yeah. Do you want to see how many seasons are okay? Yeah. I know it's definitely yeah. going to be on there because it's, I think yep. it's still going. And I mean, why can't we get something like, look, I'm just looking at some of these lost in translation. What else have we got here? My feet are killing me. You know, that will be a good one. Um, there's four, there's 14 seasons. Excuse me? 14. Okay. We're doing the first two and the last two. Each of us will watch two seasons. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's it. I'll watch one and 14 and you watch two and 13. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've, de- we've decided on that. We have to be cut through, guys. Even when we're splitting up, Kate and I cannot sit through seven seasons of this show. We just cannot. It's Pur- not possible. I, I imagine Purgatory to be for th- mm. these 14 seasons on a loop. Yes. Yes. And you're pushing that rock up a hill at the same yes. time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So that's our first one, guys. We're going to do one and two and 13 and 14 seasons. So watch along with that. Let's get another one. Come on. Let's shake it out. Shake All it right. out, Kate. Shake it fun, out. Fun, fun, fun. Crazy. Wild. Yes, we're looking good. for love. And Go. All right, give us a good one. Well, we'd love a reenactment. I know we were spoiled. We've had a couple, but let's, you know, be good. All right, we have got... Okay. Okay, this is a genre we haven't touched on. Oh. Okay. High school mums. It's going to be depressing. Definitely going to be depressing. High school mums. Do you want to see if we have that, Kate? Yeah. Because... Each week, guys, when we pull some of these, we have to double check that we can actually view them because, as you know, there have been many times we failed. We've just pulled these shows and then it's Wednesday and we're like, oh shit, they're not, we can't find it's, them anywhere. Pauline, it's scrubbed from the internet. Scrubbed. Well, okay. One season, 2012 nice. is when it came. Oh, out. and can we view it? Unclear. Hold on. Let me see. So we we oh. just we yeah. I think it, maybe it's on Discovery Plus. High school mums. I've never even twenty twelve. That is old. Interesting. Yeah, it's on Discovery Plus. One season. Got it, guys. We've got our two shows. So we are going to be watching the little couple episode, uh, season one and two, thirteen and fourteen, and then high school mums. Kate, what do we? How many episodes do we just watch all of this, or should we do alternative episodes? Well, should we just both watch it? If it's short. We'll, we'll figure that. I mean, it's how many episodes? Yeah. There's only a couple. Like, we could probably just watch it. So there's only six, one season. Six, six episodes, and they're each, like, 43 minutes long. We can probably get the gist of it, right? Both of us can watch that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, listen. Thank you for sticking in there with us as we reviewed all of 90 days and that is just the beginning of the 90 day saga just beginning guys and you know we're going to try out this new format uh for next week i'm sure it's going to be explosive podcasting so please be sure before we go we want to do some plugs and we want to make sure that you guys please for the god tell people about the podcast we want to be a golden road brewery 
in Los Angeles, in our fir- having our first live show with all of you beautiful people flying in. I want you guys to fly in from Australia. I want you to fly in from Germany. I want you to fly in from England. I see you all in England listening. I want you, it's going to be flying in just to see Kate and I at Golden Road Brewery drunk attempting to record a podcast live. I mean, who wouldn't pay for that, Kate? It's it's going to be the event of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Huge. So huge. Um, social media. Yes, we are on Instagram and TikTok at Tender Loving Care Pod. We are also on Twitter at TLC Potty. Email address. We mentioned earlier in the show, Agents in the Field. TenderLovingCarePod at gmail.com. TenderLovingCarePod at gmail.com. Drop us a line. If you are planning to fly in for our live show which is still tbd um we can give you some great places to stay like on my sofa all right so um that and then we kate and i like to do our own personal plugs i have always loved to talk about and um and you know sell desperately try to sell my stuff on here but i have um an etsy store that i have created you can find all of the content um on my instagram which is a brit in the sun b-r-i-t in the sun i feature a lot of bravo real housewives predominantly and then a lot of pop culture i've started on there even stuff coming up for halloween thanksgiving get your stuff sorted early it's very cute unique original pieces i have sweaters hoodies uh notebooks hats tote bags etc etc so a brit in the sun instagram and you can find all the links there katie kate i believe you have an etsy too i do it's called kate marie art co and that's my instagram as well kate marie art co and my shop is a lot of fun things that i'm into um drag queens um queer things gay things um, pride, <laughs> just pride, pride, gay pride. <laughs> um, no, uh, and reality, reality show shit. I mean, because, I, I, I just, yeah. it's my life. So yeah, it's, it's all kinds of fun things like that. Tote bags, um, sweatshirts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, go check that out and follow buy us, stuff. buy stuff, just buy stuff. <laughs> just support us essentially support yes. our lifestyles and keep because... and stay tuned stay tuned you mm. mentioned earlier something a little sneaky about yes content. we are working on something guys and kate and i as i say i think by splitting up these shows we will probably have a tad more time in the week now and in our lives um, we're going to be starting something very, very special. Um, we'll probably chat about it more next week in the podcast, but stay yeah. tuned. We're going to basically be giving you even more, okay, even more of us talking shit. So if you enjoy that, be sure to keep listening to us and follow us on social media because we'll do updates there and links yes. and kind of tell you what's going on. But we're going to expand, guys. We are expanding. We're in yep. five continents. We want to keep growing and um it's all down to you listening so we do really really genuinely appreciate everyone that's listening every week thank you so much you're you're all really awesome and we love you all and um i think that's it kate that's it 
All right. Well, have a fabulous week, everyone that's listening, and you will hear us screeching about more reality TV next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.